Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Today's topic is chivalry dead. Good evening and happy Sunday, everyone. And thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host for tonight. I'm Joan Kelly Walker taking over for Laura Bellotta this week. She'll be back next Sunday. But I'm very happy to be here and I'm very much thanking you for joining me tonight. Wow, have we got a lot to talk about. First of all, have men become lazy or are women expecting too much? That's the question that we're hoping to answer tonight with my guest, Susan Winter. Susan is an internationally recognized relationship expert based out of New York City who coaches on cutting-edge partnership models as well as traditional relationship challenges from a platform that fosters self-esteem and personal empowerment. She's also the best-selling author of several books, including Allowing Magnificence, Older Women, Younger Men, and Breakup Triage. Tonight, Susan and I will be discussing why men seem to have taken a step back from courtship, if women's expectations are too high, and how to effectively communicate to get what you want in a relationship. So, Susan, we're really thrilled to have you. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Joan, how are you doing? Very nice to speak with you. Thank you. Great topic, by the way. Great topic. So much to talk about. So let's jump right into it. We seem to have been seeing a shift away from all the traditional courtship methods. We aren't seeing men pursuing the women that they're interested in, putting in the effort to make sure that the women know that they're interested in them like we have in the past. So my first question is, why is that happening? And is it because Men don't really know how to act around women nowadays. Hmm. I'll answer the second question first, and that is oftentimes yes. And the first question is kind of two-pronged as far as its answer. You know, we have gone through two decades of millennial culture, shifting, changing everything from the way we work to the way we date Look at all the terms we have that we didn't have before. We had courtship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, living together, uh, you know, what lover, what did we have? Now we have friends with benefits, hookup partner, booty call, situationship. Then we've got all the bad behavior, ghosting, haunting, zombieing, you name it, right? So we have had um, a, a huge sociological shift As we ended the 20th century, we left aside a lot of our rules and roles. You might have noticed an onward decline in traditional marriages, where people with far many more options in the 1960s, 70s, divorce being one, started to examine, you know, is this a person I want? Do I want to be in this? So we started to undo the very classic standards of what, what, who does what. Men pursue, women respond. He calls you, you don't call him. He asks you on a date, you respond or not. And then the millennials went, yeah, not having it. I, I think that's unfair. We're not like that. We're progressive. I can call him. What if I want sex? I can have sex. I don't need to worry about this. So... Everything got turned upside down. And so what happens is when you have um, any kind of massive sociological shift, like a revolution of mores and, and value systems, 
there's a lot of dust that hasn't settled and the infrastructure wasn't put in place. So all of the last two decades have been most people floundering with trying to figure out how to put the pieces together, who does what, when do you do what you do, what is it that you've got, how do you pursue? And then secondarily, there are a tremendous amount of male coaches out there teaching their guys not to pursue women. Not to, It's a dating psychological strategy to make women feel that they need to seek your approval. So that was a very long answer to why it happened. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So much to talk about. So as a, a female uh, dating coach and, um, you know, relationship expert, do you think that you approach it differently from a male relationship expert? Well, I counsel men and women straight and gay and, and transsexuals. I, I counsel humans. So I don't specially work with women. I skew toward men. I love men, and I'm very, very close to men. I understand how men work, and I don't think they're the bad guy. I think you've got a lot of confused people that are listening to too many voices. We all lose our way when we have too many people telling us what to do. And let's have some sympathy for the guys out there. Now, I know you know this. If you have brothers or you have guy friends that have complained to you, they, the worst thing they'll do is go ask another guy what to do. Dude, I really like this girl. Um, I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Don't call her for two days. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. You don't want to look needy. They take relationship information from men who basically got the impression in their uh, puberty, right? 12, 13, 14-year-old boys. Yeah. Cool. Be aloof. Don't show her you like her. Put her down and you'll be cool, right? So yeah. this is what guys, that's their go-to. So we can't really blame them for being confused. So you would counsel a guy to really listen to his own intuition? Yeah, and to be bold. If you, you know, a lot of my guys, they're professionals. And I mean professional everything from they do a gig economy, they're a painter or they're an IT guy or they've got a startup or they just love their life and they're a surfer. I don't care what they do. But, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm like, you don't hesitate for a moment in business. You are very adventurous in sports. You do stuff that's high risk. Yet when it comes to a woman or a guy that you like, you are really reluctant to reach out and show that you like them. And it makes everything so much easier if we just give what I call a green light, a smile, a look, something that says, don't be scared. You can actually approach me. Right. So, you know, it also comes down to what the modern woman wants when it comes to courtship. So what now, do you think that's are the things a loaded question. that are most important to all the women of today when it comes to being approached and pursued? Because I have friends, some of them are, are like, you know, if a guy opens the door, they're somehow, for some reason, offended. Whereas I'm like, that's yeah. lovely. Thank you. So I don't know. I think it's very confusing, uh, not just for women, but for people out there. So um, what do you think are the most important things for women today? Yeah, we have to give really clear signals. Remember, I call women a combination lock. You think you've figured out the last one, you know the code, not going to be so in the next one. I did a survey once, Joan, this is kind of fun. I asked like 20 girls the next, the, like I, I was going out to the gym, going out, whatever, during the day. I said to every every gal that I met, every age, I said, so what's a gentleman to you? Oh, one that doesn't swear. Good question. Oh, one that's nice. 
Yeah, what's one that's good to his mom? Oh, the guy that holds open the door. What's a gentleman? Um, somebody who takes me out to dinner. It was so dramatically different. And it's just like the top of the uh, hour when you opened up by saying expectations. What creates a, a high-value partner? What expectations have we placed upon them? Because everybody has a different answer. And so it's very hard for you to ever know. You can't please everybody else. So you can't go chasing what they may want. You have to carve out your own value system, present yourself clearly, and be consistent in your words and your actions. And that's also part of getting to know someone before, like, you have to, you know, make that little eye contact or, like, take the time to get to know them before, um, you know, and read those clear signals before you make a move. Exactly. I mean, I think if we're talking heterosexual relationships, I think for a woman, she has to at least not be terrifying. She has to look approachable because it is a long walk for a man across that bar to a woman who's beautiful, probably with her friends. You know how hard that is for him? Mm-hmm. All his courage up because he's going to be rejected. It's like me walking in a bikini in front of 10 men. You've got to be kidding me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. So, it's, uh, so imagine how we would feel if we were walking in a beach and we were going to be raided. And so then she's got her girlfriends and she'll go like, oh, I'm not interested. Oh, please. So that's why whenever a man comes up to me, the first thing I say to him, unless he's really creepy, I say, wow, that took a lot of courage. Good for you. Good for you. I'm actually not interested. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not dating right now or I've got a partner. I tell them whatever the deal is. I say, but I'm really proud of you. Good for you. You go for what you want and you stake your claim. And that shows courage and it shows confidence. But some people, the younger guys, they're not really schooled in this. You know, they've heard these fairy tales about people that lived together for 35 or 40 years, grandma and grandpa, but it's not a reality in their world. You know, those of us who have Uh, are of a certain age, maybe let's say over 45, we remember what it's like to be courted. We remember the term boyfriend. We know what monogamy is. You know, we've been taken to dinner. Other people, they're like, oh, I went to his house and I brought pizza and we had sex. It's like, what? That was your date? Yeah. Yeah, And you paid for the pizza. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, things have certainly changed and so much more to talk about, but we do have to take a break. So when we come back, we'll be chatting more about how men approach relationships and what they can do to put the effort in. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back, everyone, to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640. I'm your host, Joan Kelly Walker, with my guest, Susan Winter, talking about courtship and how it's changed. So let's get right back into it. Now, Susan, I'm a mom of boys. And, you know, I, I try to bring them up in a way that they're respectful to all people, not just women that they're interested in. Um, but do you think an upbringing plays a role in how men approach relationships and the dating or flirting process? 
Absolutely. And Joan, congratulations for being a good conscious mom. So, um, you know, really, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for any mom, any mom, any dad right now, parents to negotiate how to handle the divide between what their kids are experiencing online with their friends and then the values that they would like to instill. And I think the the concept of, I would go back to, don't even divide male, female, whatever, not even romantic. I'd go back to human uh, civility and politeness, mm-hmm. diplomatic, kind, thoughtful behavior. It, uh, generic, right? It, it's, it's like we have lost our civility in dating. We have lost our humanity in how we relate to each other. All you have to do is look at the horrific things. That, you know, every... I mean, I do I do so many interviews, I can't even begin to tell you. And I remember writing for these magazines, these millennial magazines. I mean, there was a new dating term for bad behavior every week. Every week. It's like, what? They do what? You know, this was unthinkable 20 years ago. It's so it's um, the anonymity and, and just the speed of dating. So anytime that we can pick up the slack, and be a consistent sounding board for rational, humane treatment of another person while respecting our boundaries and ourselves is a brilliant job for any parent. So, Joan, congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. So you just said a term that sort of made me curious. You, you mentioned the speed of dating. Has the speed of dating changed? Like it used to be, you know, you'd go out one week and then you'd wait another week for another date or like, you know, are they having the pizza and sex on like the second date? You do live in Canada, don't you? No, it's dating. I do. I do. Mommy, Mommy, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I'm not saying your kids are doing it. I'm just saying not everybody, but we used to wait. I mean, I remember, oh, golly, it was like the early 2000s, and I, I, I just, older women, younger men had come out, and everybody wanted me to write another book. And I wanted, I was looking at what was happening, and I wanted to write a book about taking your time and how to establish a foundation for love, because I used to do this thing like wait until they're in love with me before I slept with them. And and one of the top agents said, Susan, I don't represent anything other than bestsellers. You're going to sell your book to seven women in California that are going to love you. Nobody's going to listen to you. You need to go, hey, girls, get that guy, me and Lycra. You know, it's like in the meatpacking district. So I don't think we can slow down the the wheel once it starts turning. Sex is out of the bag. There's no... There's n- there are no more rules as to wait, slow down. People have tried, and sometimes gals do this. There are a lot of uh, feminine energy dating coaches that are very strict on three months or no dating until you have exclusivity. You know, this is an enormous topic that we need to discuss because what was mm-hmm. the norm- normal protocol that we never questioned, we kind of knew how it rolls out now is very much up for debate. You have very sex positive people who are like, I deserve to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I shouldn't be held back by old mores. You have other people saying, look at girl, you know, make sure you're safe. Don't throw your heart out there. Get to know this person first and maybe you want to date. So everybody's got a different angle on this. That's that's mm-hmm. going on right now. I remember uh, I've been married happily for uh, 21 years now, and uh, 
But before I got married, there was a book going around called The Rule. Have you heard of that book? Yeah. 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 And it's like, if they call on a Tuesday, you're not available, you know, until Mm -hmm. Saturday. You know, it's like all these crazy crazy rules that I uh, would not apply nowadays. But I was sort of following the rules. And it was like, don't have sex until whatever it said in, in that book. I can't even remember now. But, um, you know, I've heard the saying, men don't respect anything easily attained. Like, I've heard that. So let's talk about that. So I guess that saying means if it comes too easily, then they lose interest. Is that true? And, and what would the solution be? Well, um, I hate to admit it, but it has been true in my experience of men that I've coached. And very elevated. I know somebody very, very famous. If I said the name, you'd know who it is massive followers, men, and he coaches men. And he met a gal. They had sex immediately. And she'd had more lovers in her life than he'd had. And I'd just done an interview with him, and he called me back, and he said, I have a problem. So I listened. And I said to him, he was was in a quandary. He was a modern man who said, I shouldn't be having these feelings. I really like this woman. I want a relationship with her. But I have to say to myself, If she did it with me, she did it with another guy, and I want somebody who's going to be the mother of my children. So here was his psychological divide. There are women I respect. There are women I don't respect. Either way, we're kind of (laughs) at a loss here. That means women get automatically divided into two groups, the women that you take seriously and the women you don't. And nobody should have a right to say that about us. But I'm just telling you how most men have been acclimated psychologically from generations, even modern guys, and they fight with it. And Joan, I told him something he really needed to hear. I said, she didn't rub her hands together and go, oh boy, I want to sleep with another guy. I said, honey, she got kicked off that ride so many times and she was always looking for you. And he said, oh my God, Susan, I love you. They're married, have their second child. She was a great girl. She owned her sexuality. He had to see through it. But he, even a modern guy, young, who valued a woman, came in with these antiquated ideas that automatically devalued the woman he wanted to be with. So it is a very sad reality. In my opinion, many men hold this belief that if they attain a woman too easily or if she is a woman that does not have a certain type of character about her, they will not take her seriously and they will not put her in the girlfriend, partner, wife category. So uh, like, how do you have a discussion around that? Should she disclose how many sexual partners she's had with someone? Or should we just, no, just no, keep no, that no, to herself? No. That's her own business. No, 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 no. Oh, honey, you're my first. I don't know what I'm doing. No, um, I, don't, I don't think that, but it is a matter of bearing. It's a matter of presence. It's a matter of interior confidence. If you agree with the choices you've made in your life, if you can look at certain things and say, you know, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have done that. But if you can own your past and you can make proactive choices in the future, then you are in charge of yourself. And that will read to any prospective partner as, wow, she's got her stuff together. Don't you think, John? Mm-hmm. And how can that guy signal to her that 
he's looking for the mother of his children and she might be the one like she could have been just completely oblivious and not, you know, just wondering where is this going? But she doesn't want to yeah, get it either. I, I, you know, and you don't know when you just meet somebody. How do you know? Oh, gee, I, you're the one for me. But she liked him. She liked what he stood for. And again, this is only one example. I don't think any of us can be super clear because we don't know the rest of it until we meet somebody. In our dating profiles, we can clearly state that we are looking for a partnership. And when we meet people, we can show up and be unified in our discussion, not scattered, not like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, like, I'm a free bird. You know, you got to be careful. My girlfriend was using these weird words to describe herself online. I said, honey, you look like you're open for business. I mean, <laughs> but it didn't match. Just a free bird. I fly with the wind. Life is, you know, I live in the moment. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't know the way a man is reading that. Looking the way you look is like no good for you. So sometimes sometimes we don't know how to act and speak in accordance with what we really want in our hearts. So you have to get into alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where a relationship expert comes in, or if someone turns to some of your books, they would get that advice. And I know uh, Laura Bellotta, our host of, of uh, the Dating and Relationship Show and Single in the City, she, that's what she does. Is she really focuses on that. And, you know, I was married right before all the online dating exploded. So it's so curious to me, uh, you know, that your friend was saying I'm a free bird because, like, that just seems... So, like, if she is, then great, but it it does give a certain perception. So I guess more and more people nowadays are actually looking uh, for people people like yourself to give them advice in this field. Otherwise, you know, they're just sort of trial and error. Well, sometimes we're just a little bit off, but that makes a big difference. We can't always see it ourselves, and maybe your friends will tell you, and maybe your friends don't even know themselves, but if you see an incongruence between what your friend is saying they want and how they present themselves when they go out, and I'm not saying be like have dresses down to your mid-calf and collars up to your neck and acting like a prude, I'm just saying that your language, your behavior, your character, your you have to kind of be in alignment. You can't look and act like one thing and, and actually want something else because it's too confusing for people. And if all else fails, use your mouth, use words. Tell people who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we're talking about heterosexual relationships here. Uh, do you have advice for men who aren't quite sure how to pursue a woman in a way that makes them feel comfortable and respected? Men are hesitant because they don't want to seem like they're being disrespectful, but they are trying to get the signal out, like, I like this woman. I want to go for it. How do I do that? I know, Joan, and it's not an easy question. Again, because you brought up the very clear point that one woman, you hold the door open to her and nod and smile, and she's appreciative, and the next woman feels that you're demeaning her. It is very hard to know. Um, Be thoughtful. Be kind. Be respectful. Um, begin with what I call banter. If you have an opportunity to meet a person in person, uh, somebody you work with or somebody in your health club, whatever, and you have a chance at small conversation, begin there. Small bits, retract. 
small bits retract. You don't want to come on and hover, but you may want to say, hi, I see you working out all the time, or hey, you're always over on the third floor. I, I work up on the fourth floor, or you know, I'm in charge of this, whatever. So that would help to start the ball rolling. And also online, they have conversation starters. And on Bumble, they get to pick first. So that right. helps. And I also think women are more uh, vocal nowadays to say, you know what, just not interested. You're a great guy, just not interested. That takes the pressure off a bit so you don't have that any guilt that goes around it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we need to take a break. After the break, when we come back, we'll be discussing the role women play in this and how they can be vocal about what they want. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, AM 640. I'm Joan Kelly Walker with tonight's special guest, Susan Winter, getting back to our chat on courtship and how women can communicate about what they want. So let's talk a bit more, Susan, about the role that women play in courtship. Do you think that it's important for us to communicate about how we want to be pursued, that we want men to put more of an effort in? And, you know, it's been said that a woman is a reflection of the way a man treats her. I don't know if you've heard that saying or not, but I have. Should we put more of an emphasis on showing how we want to be pursued when we start seeing someone new? Oh, oh yes. I, I, I'm not sure that I agree with that quote. A woman is a reflection of how men treat her. I mean, a woman is her own reflection. Not every man can see. <laughs> we just have, not every human being. They're what I call dirty mirrors. No matter who you are, no matter how clear, no matter how brilliant, people will see to the ability of their ability to see you. So I might have to contest that comment, and forgive me for that, but... I think from day one, if you're online, you got to do some redirects and boot a guy back. If you start getting pics and things that you don't want to see, you say, hey, dude, going in the wrong area. You smack them back right away and you move sideways. You just get away from that. Or if you see these, the, the guy showing his chest in without a shirt in the bathroom, say, look, I'm looking for a relationship. You're going in the wrong direction. So you start to clear the field if you get that, and you'd be surprised. I've told my girls to do that, and well, girls and women, how many times the guys come back and go, I'm so, so sorry. I really thought you were so beautiful, and you look so cool in everything you do. And I was told I'm supposed to do that to show you what I look like, and I didn't mean to offend you. And they really, really mean it. They're following what the other guys do. So mm-hmm. with Start with That's an evolved yourself. guy that would that would actually apologize kind of midway through and say, you know, I was, I was taking advice from someone else. So, uh, you know, that guy would definitely be worth having a, another conversation with. Joan, you nailed it. You now you, we're not saying guys are perfect, but if you redirect a man and reclarify who you are, whether it's a word that he used or a conversation or an offhanded comment or a picture that's unwanted and you diplomatically, tactfully state your ground and your parameters, and he corrects himself sincerely. You've just discovered the first issue the two of you have gone through, and you found your way through the relationship challenge. 
So that's a positive sign, right? That's mm-hmm. a very positive sign. You can work with the man. Doesn't mean you're going to love him. Doesn't mean you're going to marry him and have kids. But at least you go through stage number one. And that was a brilliant point that you brought up. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So are there stages? If that's stage number one, what would be the stages that follow? Oh, do you have a date? If you're online, there's a lot of chit-chatting and goodbye. I know girls that have uh, ladies that have come out of a relationship or young girls, and they're like, I don't understand. He chatted me up from like three days, and then he disappeared. Why did he stop chatting me up? And I'm like, he's just on to the next. And we have to understand how things go, and we have to understand that it's a numbers game. Pick ourselves up. We need resilience. We need to keep moving forward. So in chatting, you need to be very clear to you'll chat enough to get to know them. Then if you feel comfortable, you meet them in a public place of your choice on your terms in your hours. I don't suggest the first date with somebody you've never met before with whom you have no social group to be 10 o'clock at night for drinks near his house. I don't suggest that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, You agree to meet. And then you see if you like each other. And if you think you like each other, you go for a second date. And then you go back to the script that we all know. You know, then you start seeing each other. Right. Uh, Okay, so if there's women out there who are listening to this saying, you know what, this is completely not me. I don't want to be courted. I want to take things on my own hands. What advice would you have for those women? Or is it the same stages? Well, if they don't want to be courted, then they need to be very clear on a man. How can they be approached? I guess because not I don't want to be courted. It would be more like I don't need to go through all that traditional stuff. I want to just do things faster. Oh, they want to hang out? Is that what uh, you know, I, I don't even know. But I think there are <laughs> the ones yeah. that say, no, thank you. Please don't open the door for me or don't buy a drink for me. They They are sort of rejecting all the traditional ideas. So they want to be more in control of the whole, uh, you know, the dating and the stages that go along with it. Is that, is that Um, women that feel like that or, or is that intimidating for men? Well, of course it is, but then there are men that like that. There are men that get really turned on by a woman's power. And there are a lot of modern-day women that are alpha females. That we, You know, generations ago, you know, a female wasn't a CEO, and sometimes it is very hard to turn off the CEO when you morph into a dating situation because you're still, okay, meet me at 6 o'clock, I'm going to take a cab and meet you. You know, women get very used to doing it themselves, and they eclipse the man and take his involvement from him. I'm not saying his job, but his involvement. So if I were on the other end of that, I would want to be the guy listening. I'd say, what is it that you would like? I would want her to tell me. So because the guy's probably not going to say that, my suggestion is if you have a different formula, you need to let them know. Have a little philosophical statement when you first meet. Look, I don't quite do it like this. I don't do traditional. I do this, this, and this, and I do this. And then tell them why. I do this thing called a la carte. And it's something I've thought about for a long time because my relationships have been traditional but also cutting edge. And I think that more and more we're moving into a modern time period where there's a hybrid of traditional and a la carte choices. Like I'll have the omelet, but I don't want it with the cheese. 
You know, so what we're starting to do is I want to be dated. I'd like to be in a relationship, but I want to. And then you have to be responsible for telling them what the difference is. Clue in, right? You clue in your partner as to your specifics. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So much more to talk about. When we come back, we'll be chatting about how relationships progress and the role chivalry plays in courtship. We'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio AM 640. I'm Joan Kelly Walker, joined by tonight's guest, Susan Winter, talking about chivalry and how that plays into dating. So, Susan, can you explain to us what is chivalry and why do we always fall for the chivalrous? guys and uh, that are out there it's very sexy you know chivalry is a man who's confident makes moves grand gestures isn't afraid to express his affection desire and passion for us and it's it it works now if you tend to think oh god it's an old phrase this is not the 1800s in france i want you to think of the last time you were swept off your feet by a player you know what I mean? The kind of mm-hmm. light on you. Oh, my God, you're so beautiful. I, I, the, the words they say, the attention they give you, the text messages they write, they've never met anybody like you. You're so incredible. And you're thinking, yeah, yeah, you're right. Somebody finally gets it. I am incredible. Oh, my God, he's the one. He sees me, right? And it works every time. We have to catch ourselves because men can look into our eyes and just, you know, we melt at the vast amount of focused attention. And in a way, that is chivalry. You know, whether he grabs our arm as the taxi is coming or moves us away from a, a dangerous scene where, you know, the, the female nest kind of goes, oh. And it's also a tool that players use. And remember, games are a crafted version of great truth. So the games that work look like truth. That's why it's a game. And that's why it's effective. It mirrors truth. And we have to be careful to divide between an honorable man who is demonstrative and a player who is really good at charisma. Hmm. You know, I never thought about chivalry like that before. So thank you for, for, you know, sharing that perspective. Uh, So, you know, a lot of men... Do men think that they should be always taking the chivalrous side of things and and like you know the typical role of being the provider and paying for things like should women be paying too? who should pay for the first date um, should the woman open her wallet if she's more successful? Can we talk about that part of it? Boy, Joan, you've got so many schools of thought on this. The gals that teach um, feminine energy and female, you know, the goddess energy, they're like, you never put your hand into your purse. He does everything. And in that case, the chivalry is him courting you. And that's the positive side of chivalry. That's the showing you your value in all the actions and deeds that he does, right? Honorable deeds. Mm -hmm. And then there are other gals who are very modern, who are like, 
no, I've got a paycheck. He's got a paycheck. This is silly. Um, I, I don't want some old-fashioned thing. They're very young, most of them, that do this. And they're like, we can both split it. Um, <laughs> so every woman is going to feel differently about it. For me, and my general thought is, and I know the, the female energy people hate this, but I prefer the first date to be a coffee date. Now, feminine mm-hmm. people are like, and, and I was telling Laura about this um, before the show, actually. There are feminine energy people that don't do that because they're like, I only have dinner because they have attached dinner to being equal to their worth. You are worth. It comes down to time. How do you have time to have dinner for every first date you go on? I think coffee is just much more efficient. So you can see, is it worth it for them to have you for dinner? That's it. Yeah. I, I had gone through three dates a week where I just met for coffee and the guy kept trying to get me into drinks and dinner. There's nothing worse than sitting two hours, three hours, watching the man spend money and you're like, it's not happening. And you tell them at the beginning. So it's for us. It's not a reflection of my worth. A coffee date doesn't mean, oh, you only think I'm worth $4. A coffee date means I've only got a half hour time. And if I like you, maybe I'll spend more time, but it's my time is important to me, Right. This is New York City. But you're absolutely correct. I agree with you. So everybody makes a decision there. And then there's definitely men and women out there who what they're looking for is to have everything paid for. So (laughs) we have male gigolos now, you know, that is a part of our progress as a female. Yep. A lot of male gigolos they've gotten on the board. You've got sugar babies, gold diggers, and then you've got gigolos. Right. So it's it's kind of, yeah, I guess that would be one of those things that's kind of come full circle. Like, uh, you know, women are also providing entirely for men now, not as much, but like that is another part of the role reversal. Exactly. And again, this is where each one of us has to come back. And I do, I say do a la carte. If the dating menu involves getting together and setting up the date, then the question is, how do you want to participate? If you're like, I only want dinner, I feel valued, and that's already my bar to tell who's cheap from who's going to be a prospective partner that's going to pay for kids and take care of the house, then that's your choice. Then honor it and stick with it. If you're a busy woman who's not so sure and you just want to check somebody out first sniff like the doggies at the park, then you go for coffee because your time is valuable. you got 10 other things to do that day, and he's just one of them. So we all have to make decisions based upon ourselves, our wants and our needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if someone is dating one of those guys that you had referred to before that's one of the really slick guys that seems very chivalrous, that you know may not be as genuine as he says, are there signs to look out for? How do you how do you catch yourself from you know falling too far into that? Well, we're talking about it, so girls have a head up. You know, I think that's yeah. really important. One sign that I say is too fast, too soon. It's all just way too fast. Yeah, his affection. He's trying to get you involved in something. He's basically trying to get you into bed ASAP, promising you everything. You don't know each other. And part of you wants to go with the flow of it because it's so delicious. And the other part is like, no, 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 no. So a man who really wants you is a little more measured. 
So I know we're going to run out of time soon, but one other question that I want to ask is, you know, if, if a man or a woman goes into a relationship thinking that they can change the other person after they've started dating, um, what's your advice there? Because I think that happens quite a lot. People, you know, not necessarily lower their standards, but they're trying to look at, at all the, the bright parts of a person without acknowledging the rest of it. And they don't want to get kind of sucked down into a negative vortex. So uh, what would you advise people? Yeah, this is great. You can change somebody's socks, but you can't change their disposition. So, you know, there are certain inherent things in a personality that do not change. You're a positive person, you're a negative person. You're reactive, you're not reactive. I mean, you can change somebody's clothes. They can have new experiences that augment their thinking. But pretty much what you're seeing, remember, that's pretty much what you're getting. And if you want 10 things you don't see there, good luck. That's a lot of work for you. That's a lot of work. Realistic. Yep. Wow, we can go guaranteed. on. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Susan, I could talk to you forever, but that's all the time that we have for tonight. So, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for tonight's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Is it up to men to step up, or should women play a part in courtship? I hope tonight's chat on this was enlightening and can give you a little help as you continue to navigate the world of dating. If you want to continue the conversation after the show, you can find me on Instagram at Joan Kelly Walker Official. And Susan, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube at Susan Winter or SusanWinter.net's my website, Susan E. Winter. On Instagram, pretty much Google Susan Winter. I'm going to come up first, I think. So that's pretty good. And I'll just uh, mention the names of your books again, Allowing Magnificence, Older Women, Younger Men, and Breakup Triage. So you can look for all of those. And a big thank you to Loretta, our technical director. And we will see you all next week.